Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get a dose of hope.com. My guest today is Evans Putman. Evans is the world's best podcast prosperity coach and consultant, best selling author, podcaster, and expert speaker. He's been an entrepreneur for 20 plus years, and his trainings are licensed by and featured in ClickFunnel founders Russell Brunson's high ticket coaching program. In his previous business, Evans discovered a unique recipe for turning on a steady stream of traffic, leads, and dream clients using a podcast sales funnel. He went on to use this new method to take this business beyond seven figures and grow in an audience of 4.5 million listeners organically without paid ads. That podcast and business was then sold to the highest bidder. Evans is on a mission to help entrepreneurs with big positive messages and missions accelerate success, unlock unlimited financial potential, and change more lives using his high-ticket podcast sales machine blueprint. Evans Putnam and Robert talk about his journey from personal trainer to online fitness to e-commerce and eventually working to produce a huge podcast that generated millions in revenue. Today, he helps entrepreneurs use podcasts as sales funnels for high-ticket clients. Well, Evans, thank you so much for joining me. I'm just excited to have this conversation. Looking forward to uh, learning a bunch. Yeah, thank you, Robert. I appreciate you having me on. This is going to be fun. Grateful Absolutely. for the opportunity. So typically I let each guest just share their entrepreneurial journey and what got them to what they're doing today. Wow. That's a long <laughs> one, right? So, <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I'll, I'll give you the abridged version because it goes back in the online space, actually about 20 years. Uh, I started about 20 years ago. So you and started when you were two? Yeah, when I was two years old, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back back before, right before we had social media, YouTube, all these amazing things, and I think I was probably on dial up still at the time. So um, a lot of lot of things have changed. So I made my journey from going from a personal trainer trying to figure out how to free up some time from working one on one with people, and found my way into the online space where somebody had created and an online opportunity that would create, it was like a membership area that I could send clients to and create workouts. They weren't animated, but they were just like little drawings, but I could customize them. So it was a way to leverage and free up time. And I started thinking, I was like, this is really cool. And it, the thing I liked about it was it gave me the freedom to have much more space, to earn more money, to give different value to my clients, but I really liked the online part of it. And I sort of 
moved in that direction and uh, became a became a freelancer, started doing consulting, writing, content creation, started learning things, created a couple of businesses. I had a an online e-com store before we even knew what that was, <laughs> where just I had in Charleston, South Carolina, it was called Charleston Arts, et cetera. And it was a, a space for, I created it for my friends that were artists who were didn't have an online space to sell things. So I started going around and finding people and bringing it to them. And basically I would get a commission when things were sold through the website that I created. And sold that business. Then I got into the golf vacation business where, uh, which was like affiliate marketing before we knew what affiliate marketing was. Right. So, um, where I just created SEO pages for days. Cause I live in the South Carolina coast. I'm close to Myrtle beach, which is sort of the, the big golf area on the East coast, right. in in South Carolina. And I, I found, really what I wanted to do was just sit around in my pajamas and be able to make money at the time because it, it sounded fun. Right. So I create, I wrote SEO pages and I had a company that fulfilled these golf vacations. So basically I was their online salesperson and I would go out to my mailbox and there'd be a check in the mailbox. So this was before, you know, payment processors and PayPal and all these good things. So then I sold that business and I sort of kept learning, kept growing. And after some time in consulting and marketing, I found myself in the podcasting space where, you know, fast forward. Now we're about probably five years back where I had a client who later became a business partner and he had a podcast. He was an expert, wanted to share his message and his mission, wanted to help people be successful in the real estate space. But in a way that they could have leverage their time and have more free time to spend with their family. Um, because that's what he had done and been successful with it. So we, he had a podcast, but it wasn't growing. He didn't have any way. didn't really know how to monetize it. Didn't know how to create a service or online courses, things like that. So I came in and helped him build out that whole model. And we took that quickly to about seven figures and beyond and that business was sold, a podcast that turned into an actual business selling real estate sales training. And so I started doing that. I was like, okay, I know how to do this now. Let me go share this with other people and help them do something similar. So that sort of fast forwards us all the way to where I am now. So now I help, I like to say that I help podcasting entrepreneurs with big positive messages and missions um, create a seven figure business that changes more lives by using our podcast sales machine blueprint that we've developed and created over time through a lot of successful successes for myself and successes for my clients. And it's fun because I get to work with people who have really, like I said, big positive messages and missions now, right? People that are, they've gone through something, they've overcome it and they're, excited to get it out there in the world and help other people, but they don't quite know how to get it out there, how to turn it into a business. So I'm able with, I'm blessed with what I learned in the past to be able to sort of transfer that to them now and help them change the world one person at a time through their podcast and through their coaching, consulting, and whatever else they provide. Nice. I like it. All right. So a couple of things in there that, that I thought were pretty cool. Um, obviously, the idea of, you know, sit around in my pajamas and, and make money is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds like 
you know, but but as a goal to design your business that it's actually doable, right? I mean, it's actually something that you can aspire to and and make happen, especially more, you know, more now than even back when you made it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it at the time it was just something, I mean, I'd worked so hard in, you know, providing service, especially as a personal trainer, because I was I was working from the break of day to bedtime, right? Trying to get help as many people as I wanted to. And then once I figured out, I'm like, wow, you can actually do this differently and make money. You can leverage your time. You can access, you can use technology. And it was a lot different and a lot harder back then. There weren't as many options. People didn't know it was educating people on a lot of this too. Plus they didn't have access like where now everybody knows about YouTube. Everybody knows about social media. Everybody's using zoom right after the pandemic. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's much easier, but I would also say that I think that whole, like, oh, you can just sit around in your pajamas and make money. It definitely jumps over a lot of the work that's involved, right? It's like, you, know, you can sit in your pajamas, do a lot of work, um, you know, put in a lot of effort, have a lot of failings, overcome those failures. Hopefully you keep moving forward. And then at some point you'll have success, right? So it's pajamas to success is not like a super short path, right? <laughs> and that, I mean, obviously that's that's the truth, right? You're you know a ten year overnight success, uh, mm -hmm. and so right. just recognizing that th there is still work involved. But the the truth of entrepreneurship is <clears throat> the ability to decide what kind of lifestyle you want to have, and then build a business around it. And you mentioned that with helping your podcast friends and helping other people with podcasts now design a life and then allow the podcast model to, to support the lifestyle that they're trying to live, whether that's the four hour work week or, you know, living in your pajamas, the, the ability to design a business to support a lifestyle is very doable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, I'm glad you brought that up because it, this is something that I'm still that I still struggle with at times where, you know, it's like, I want the lifestyle, but I often think that the work will take me to the lifestyle. And I'm actually working with a coach now who's very good at um, lifestyle first business second, but success all around. And I'm having to sort of flip the process a little bit, right? It's not the work that takes me to the lifestyle. It's like exactly what you said decide in your mind how you want the lifestyle to be. Do you want time with your family? Do you want to be able to travel a lot? All of that and then build around that, right? Where I think a lot of times we grow, especially growing up right in the era that I grew up in, where it was all about you worked X amount of years towards a goal, which was retirement, and then you got to experience the goal, right? So I think a lot of us still work in that mentality of working towards the goal of freedom and you're always chasing it and never getting it. But if you start with the freedom first and then reverse engineer it, like you said, then it, it makes it much easier. Well, but and the challenge is the, the challenge is so many people are, are doing that, right. Working towards the dream, working towards the, this, this retirement or this, this idea of you know, the freedom without defining it. Mm -hmm. And so then they're not intentional in the work that they're doing. They're not intentional 
they're just assuming that 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 it's going to be there at the end of this, you know, <laughs> 40 years of 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 work in the workforce and this thing's just going to be there. But if you're not intentional about it, the work takes over, especially for entrepreneurs that are type A's and and love their work, love the people they're working with. And and pretty soon they've hired a team of 25 people. They got 25 people on staff. They're they're running, you know, running VAs in other countries and, and all of these things. And and now they go to take a week off and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> because because they didn't they weren't intentional. Now they've got a great company and they're, they're raking in the dough and they're driving a Lamborghini and they're living in a, you know, New York apartment or a Los Angeles apartment across from Dodger stadium. And, and they're, you know, they, they feel like they've got some pieces, but they don't have the freedom. Right. And so if yeah. you're not intentional about what does freedom look like for you, what does the lifestyle look like for you and be intentional about designing your business and building it, making your business choices around that life that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it, as, as an entrepreneur, um, we have to get out of that mentality of always like looking at the horizon, always trying to reach the horizon, right there. You never reach the horizon. You just constantly are striving and striving. So I think we have to start appreciating the day to day too, right. And enjoying what we're doing. One thing that I, that I really liked, um, Joe Polish, who, I love his books. I love his mentality. I love his, the way he serves and gives to others. Um, and he always, he has the, the, you know, the word elf, which is easy, lucrative and fun, right? Create a business that daily is easy, lucrative and fun. Um, that's easy for me to remember because my daughter's one of her favorite movies is elf with Will Ferrell. Right. But it's a total different, right? But it is, it's like, it's almost like that character in elf. You're just living in the moment enjoying life no matter what's coming at you right so if you can create that business around something that you enjoy that's that's comes easy to you that brings in some money and that's just fun then you'll enjoy your present day instead of constantly trying to like achieve that horizon right the next well, thing so powerful because like you said you never reach the horizon and so it always feels mm -hmm. like oh we're just not there we're just not there we're just not there and and the truth is you get you forget the moment and you forget being present and and really the moment is all we have you, yeah, you have this present absolutely. moment to enjoy and experience and and to be fully engaged in this moment i can't be focused on the horizon i've got to be focused <laughs> on the moment absolutely absolutely yeah like like that you mentioned um obviously uh being in the moment one of the ways that that I've found that's really helpful is, is gratitude. How has gratitude served you in routine, in your lifestyle, in, in your growth? Oh, it's huge. It really is big. When I, when I transitioned from the real estate rock stars with Pat Hyben, the podcast, that was the business that I had previously that we turned into such a successful podcast and business. And when I left that to go on my own to start sort of sharing what I had learned and help others, one of the first things I did was instead of chasing the next thing, the next opportunity, I actually sat and it was funny. I actually did sit, right? I sat for like one or two months just focusing on myself. And one of the first things I did, because I have a friend who actually created her name's Carla White, who created the Gratitude app. Um, on the 
the Apple App Store. She and I were in a coaching program together, and I knew just from her and what she had done. So I reached out to her and I, I talked to her and learned about her story and how gratitude helped her. So I started every day in my morning routine that I created during that little space in between the previous business and the next thing to every morning I sat and I wrote out like five to six things I was grateful for. So I would start my morning routine with gratitude and it was a big shift in my mindset. And now it's, I still do, I still do gratitude practice when I, and when I journal, but for me, it's almost at the point now after years of doing this to where I'm able to reflect in the moment on gratitude where before that was like not as easy before it was almost, I had to sit down and be intentional. But now it's like, if something comes up and I find like just, just recently something came up and I was like, well, you know what? But I'm grateful that this and this happened, even though not that I'd hoped like, let's say three big things had happened, but only two, the two of them worked out. The third one didn't work out. And I found myself sort of going towards, oh, that third thing didn't work out and being not happy about that. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I should be grateful about these two things that did happen, right? That's 75% of the 100. So, but in the past, it was much easier for me to stay over in the negative lane instead of coming back into the gratitude lane in the moment. So that over time is like a, it's like a muscle, like anything else that I think once you exercise it regularly, it will be easier to access it when you need it. And it's, it's definitely a big change because it's helped me in my business because we, as entrepreneurs, we, we often don't have the result that we put in our mind is <laughs> the result we wish to have. Right. So it's like, but Hey, but there's a lot to be grateful for within that um, learning process and whatever happened, I guarantee you, if you look from a point of gratitude, you'll find a lot of positivity, even what might look like a failure. Mm, absolutely. So you mentioned routine, that it was a part of part of your routine. What other things do you have that are routines that are important to you? Maybe not necessarily non-negotiables, but, but just something you try to practice on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I did learn and here's, here's like a little bit, this is, takes it to like a little higher, right? I got really strict in my morning routine during those, that, those two months and because of the things that it was changing. So I tried to keep that strictness moving forward and I would often beat myself up a little bit if I didn't keep it. So one thing I would share with everybody that when you do create something like this, be flexible right? Give yourself some grace. If like you, let's say you don't have a good night's sleep and you oversleep. So you miss out on part of your morning routine instead of beating yourself up, just start again the next day. Um, but for my morning routine now it, and back then it was a little bit different, but for now it's basically get up, try to go for a walk right out the door. Well, I get up, I drink like 36 ounces of water straight away, um, out of my big container. And, um, I mix in like some green drink too into it. So some green, green stuff, green powder, drink that along with the water, head out the door for a walk, just a short walk, 15 to 20 minutes, just to sort of get moving in the morning. Cause I, I do a longer walk later with the dog. Um, <laughs> but then I come back, I'll sit for like 10 to 20 minutes, um, meditating. And then I have a stack of 
books, which have gone from like one little book to now I have a stack where I read sort of like a daily passage out of each one to sort of ponder on it a minute, jump into my journal, write a few things that like really stood out from that morning reading. And then um, after doing that, I'll actually do grat my three gratitude. I'll write down three things I'm grateful for. I'll write down, um, I have four, I think four affirmations I write down and then three intentions that I write down. So I have like a sort of a formula that I follow now when I do it. But if I have to take my daughter to school, it's like I might run behind and I, instead of beating myself up for it, I'll just say, you know what? That's okay. Just do it again tomorrow or either put it off and do it later in the day. I mean, you don't have to just write your gratitude, your three gratitude statements in the morning. <laughs> you can do it any time of the day. Right. Um, so that's sort of what that looks like now. Nice. I like it. And, and, and giving yourself the grace of, of being flexible, obviously, you, you know yourself well enough and, and in those early stages, especially, you know, get, get through the first 30 days with some strictness, but then give yourself some flexibility. Um, mm -hmm. But I think once you recognize the value of a routine, um, it's pretty easy to, to stick to it more often than not. Yeah, it is definitely. And, and I have found my, it's funny because if I do stray from it, usually like third day, fourth day out, I start feeling like you just sort of feel different right in your body. And it's like, what's going on? Like things don't seem to be working as smoothly. I feel more stressed. I feel like I'm a little reactive rather than responsive. Um, and it's like, Oh, I've been lazy with my morning routine. I need to get back into it. Right. So there's been times where I've strayed off for three or four days and it, it you get reminded quickly why you do it when you do that. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely powerful. And I try to, I try to work out, um, you know, at least once probably three days to four days a week. Now that I've gotten a little older, I'm not as strict on that, but I do, I do at least get out the, the dog, you know, the dog walk at least once a day. So yeah, you got to add in some, you know, spirit, spiritual, no matter what you decide to do, I was like, keep it, you know, spiritual, mental, and physical um, to definitely work on those because the emotional part will come with as, you know, as a benefit of doing all those things too. Nice. I like that. So obviously you mentioned, um, how you started helping others, right? E-commerce to help artists, local artists. And, and then of course, some affiliate marketing, you know, for the golf vacation things. So let's talk about the value of, of connection and, and networking mm -hmm. and, and collaborating with others. Yeah. Huge. Um, very big, right. Especially in the podcasting world, because that's one of the big benefits, right. Getting to meet people like yourself and connecting, collaborating with others, but also, you know, one thing that I've learned as I've progressed through this journey, I went from, Basically, I'm doing it all myself. I'm on this, you know, the solopreneur thing working. And then eventually I got to the stage where I was like, you know what? You start finding others you can collaborate with that sort of fill in the gaps um, around your weaknesses. You bring your strengths to their weaknesses, their strengths to your weaknesses. And it can be really powerful for both of you, you know, and I try to look at I, I share this with all of our clients. So I try to have this mindset too, that it's not 
there really is no competition, right? We should all be in a collaborative space. And, and if we're being ourselves, our true authentic selves and doing what's, what comes easy for us, the easy, lucrative and fun, right? If we're being ourselves, then we won't have any competition. And this is what I share with a lot of the folks that I work with that are maybe they're new to podcasting and they're a little worried because we get this a lot. Like, Hey, should I, should I launch a podcast? Cause there's already like 2 million of them out there, 3 million. Um, and we're like, well, yeah, because yours isn't out there. Right. <laughs> so uh, the right people will find you. So I think focusing on collaboration, focusing on networking, is something that as you mature as an entrepreneur, although I know some really younger ones that are really smart and do that now, but for me, it was a maturing process and a realization that, hey, it's easier when you got a team around you supporting you, even if they're not like a team per se in your business, but just others who are going through the same journey, who are going for the same goals, moving in the same direction and have the same purposes of helping others that it's good to have those, that sort of, you know, collaborative environment around you to help support you because it can get lonely sitting behind your computer all the time. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, podcast, I think is the ultimate collaborating tool, right? Like mm -hmm. I've had, I've had guests on my podcast that would never take a phone call from me that would <laughs> never sit across the table and have a conversation with me. And, you know, certainly would not show up for any of my group coaching sessions and say, Hey, I'm here to help teach today. But mm -hmm. you, you reach out to them and you say, Hey, I've got a great podcast serving entrepreneurs would love to have a conversation. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll give you an hour of my time and you can ask any questions that you want. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? And it's, this is what I'd share too. And what you shared and I I'm willing to, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask you how how many times have those people said, well, Robert, how many downloads do you get per episode? Is that something uh, that comes up a lot? Not, not with the people that have been on the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. And that's where a lot of people, I think a lot of people get stuck in that imposter syndrome where they're like, but I'm new to this. So who's going to want to be on? And it's like, nobody ever even asked you that question, right? There, it's like, there are a few, there are a few that, that have not come on that, that, you know, like I just, I reached out to, to a, a popular entrepreneur coach who's got a book and, and great program. And, you know, they want 10,000 downloads per episode, which, you know, is pretty much top 1% of podcasts in the world. So they've got mm -hmm. a pretty small target. <laughs> yep. Right. right. <laughs> but what I'll tell you, the, the rest of the people, they just want to have conversations. And if you have a really good conversation with, with one guest, They'll introduce you to their friends and they'll let you use their name and say, hey, I just interviewed them and would love to interview you. And you, you just create this great continuing collaboration. Right. And so mm -hmm. uh, I interviewed Bob Berg. Bob Berg introduced me to five other amazing people. And each of those five amazing people have been on the show. And then they introduced me to five amazing people. And in fact, that's kind of what happened. The podcast took on a life of its own because. First of all, my goal was never monetization, which is, you know, looking back now, that's like, okay, now I got to, now I got to reverse engineer that and do that. But it would have been a little different if I, if that had been my purpose, right? My purpose was mm -hmm. to reach out and, and get connections with some amazing people. And that continued to happen. So I quickly went from 
one episode a week to two episodes a week to now four episodes, four new episodes a week and one repeat wow. episode. And so because every person introduced me to five people and that put five more episodes in the can, mm-hmm. <laughs> we had 20 episodes in the can. I'm like, it'll take us half a year to use all these up. We got to start <laughs> putting out more episodes. And that's really, it took on exactly what I wanted it to was creating connection and, and meeting more people. And so that goal and, was accomplished incredibly and continues to be, you know, and now we're having to reverse engineer some of the other goals. Cause I had no idea why, you know, what I could do to monetize and some of those things. But of course, now that I'm doing five episodes a week, that's a, a pretty large time commitment for me and my team, my producer mm-hmm. to, to put episodes out social media to support episodes and, and, you know, get people listening. So of course now we need to, to monetize at a completely different level than we'd ever considered before. Yeah. Well, and one thing that you said that I still think is important, even though you didn't set out with a quote unquote monetization goal in mind, just the connections and the networks and the relationship to me, that's like the core to any kind of great monetization model in the first place, right? Relationships um, are huge. So, you know, you may not have been intentional about like, Hey, I've got this program that I'm going to, move people through this sort of podcast sales funnel and get them over here into my world. But you were, you were growing your business, building connections, growing your network, creating relationships and serving others so that you were, you know, not that you were doing this intentionally, but you were filling, um, you know, this sort of bucket full of goodwill where people were, you know, like loving to reach back out to help you in return. So I think that's a key too, that I would say if you're being held back because you're a little concerned about, well, I want to launch, I feel okay. I want to interview some people, but I'm not really sure if there's a monetary value in it. It's like, just get started. Oh, I, right? I and then yeah, just because I haven't monetized directly. I've definitely, the, the podcast has revolutionized our business and, yeah, and revolutionized my, my authority. And so mm. I wrote, I wrote my first book in January released it in in february um the person that wrote the forward for the books a multi-millionaire real estate investor in in utah who i met because he had asked to be on my podcast mm. and then because mm-hmm. of him i met others and then five of the people that wrote endorsements significant you know <laughs> people that wrote endorsements mm-hmm. for the book were all podcast guests that because i made the connection on the podcast when i reached out to them and said hey I'd really appreciate I'm looking for someone to read my book and, and share an endorsement if they like it. If you don't like it, you know, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? um, and and so the, the podcast revolutionized all of that. I have people yeah. that read my book that w- I, I would never they would never have even known my book existed if it hadn't been for having a conversation on the podcast. And now, yeah. you know, now they've read my book and you know, we're developing friendships and relationships and, and collaborations and, and doing, you know, doing some projects together with people that I would have never met if I hadn't yeah. been for having the podcast. The podcast is so powerful when you go into a room and you, you, you introduce yourself. And I think it's more important that I'm a podcaster than it is that I'm a business coach because the mm-hmm. podcast leads people to want business coaching. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. podcasting is, has a far bigger reach. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson. 
available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. And, and of course, now, since, you know, I started my podcast after everybody knows what Zoom is and, and you know, doing these interviews, I've interviewed entrepreneurs in, in Australia. I'm scheduling somebody who's, who's working in India right now, marketing and, and developing, you know, virtual assistants in marketing in, in India and is mm-hmm. scheduling to do an interview. And, and the time zone <laughs> thing has just got me completely baffled because they're off by, it's like 11 and a half hour difference. It's like, oh oh, how do I make this? This half hour is just really messing with my mind. I know, right? <laughs> Who came up with that? How do you get, how do you like have an 11 and a half hour difference? That's oh, crazy. It, 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 it just, it's just crazy. Like I'm interviewing somebody in India and had an interview with somebody in Africa. And, and, and how fantastic is that, that now this entrepreneurship is, isn't limited to, well, even figuring out how to syndicate the the podcast, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. simple to put it out there on Google and Spotify and Apple, right? That, no brainer. If you guys do that, you, you've got 85% of your listeners covered. But if yeah. you really want your podcast to expand and grow, there's opportunities for India. There's opportunities for Australia. There's opportunities for England and even Spain and other places where they don't speak English, but they have English listeners that, that listen. And so my virtual assistants and and my admin have worked really hard and we're syndicated in 64 different podcast directories and that takes nice. a little effort yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's amazing i mean the the way it is so different you know we were joking earlier like 20 years ago um it did feel and i wasn't too then but it felt like that was 2 years old compared to this when you look at technology and the internet oh no right? i remember so, yeah we lived in south america 20 years ago. And at the time we Yahoo chatted with my dad, it was using yeah. Yahoo chat. And, right. And, and it, it was able to do video, but it was not, you know, nowhere near the quality that we are today because we would video chat the family on Christmas and have the camera hooked up to the computer to, to go through Yahoo chat. Um, and, and that was of course the predecessor to, to all the things that we're doing. And I mentioned mm-hmm. to somebody the other day that we had one of the first, you know, voice over IP phones in South America with a Colorado local phone number, but people were still afraid to call us because they were afraid it would cost <laughs> us extra money. And, and, and there was no, there were no extra fees. We paid, you know, mm-hmm. 20 bucks a month to have this voice over IP phone. And, and it was really good for our family. My dad called once a week on, you know, we had an appointment for, you know, every conversation Sunday nights or Friday nights. And, and, and I'd spend an hour on the phone just talking with my dad and, yeah. And you missed out on conversations with with other friends that just never realized how powerful the technology was, right? It was kind of like, well, voice over IP, what does that mean? And right. it, it, people <laughs> didn't get it. Like you could have a yeah. local Colorado phone number anywhere in the world that that you had internet plugged in. Um and so yeah, I love love the technology. Love yeah. where we are today and and what's, you know, made this business possible to to multiply and expand is is the technology all my group coaching sessions now are are online and mm-hmm. and so i'm influencing people not just here locally which prior to covid was all my groups all my coaching was local in person and uh and so yeah i'm a huge huge technology yeah, love- fan and advocate and 
And and I love your mind. Obviously, you've been figuring out how to leverage stuff, you know, pretty early on, and that's pretty powerful to to be able to think from the point of leverage um, rather than you know that that's how good ideas come. Yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, is thinking definitely. About how to leverage. Yeah, and it's um. I mean, I'm glad I did because it changed the direction of everything I was doing. Right as soon as I started looking for getting like, how do I create more time? Right. How do I create more time? Because I enjoy what I'm doing. This was back when I was a personal trainer, but it's like, how do I create more time? Then the next step was, okay, well, I can get two or three people together at once instead of one-on-one. Then it was like, well, there's still only so many hours in the day. And um, it was funny because I, I joke about this, but you know, people always talk about like, oh, well, there's so many coaches out there now. Coaches, co it's like, this there've been coaches around for a long time, right? There was a time when I was a personal trainer, when I got into this sort of online space and I was like, there was, I remember there was a guy named Ryan Lee. It's not the guy, not the same Ryan Lee that runs capitalism.com, but there was another Ryan Lee back then who sold like how to market and sell as a personal trainer. And so you would order these online, these programs, they weren't online. They'd ship you these big plastic, yeah. things full of cds right that or you vhs tapes to. yeah right <laughs> um and and so i as soon as i got one of those i was like this is really cool i started thinking in my head i was like well how many people like me bought this from him and he only had to create it once right he went in the studio he recorded it put all this together and then it just sort of multi i started thinking in my mind i was like that's how he created more time Right. And he's making more money. And then I met somebody else through him that did another type of training. And so immediately I actually got on the phone. I figured out how to get in touch with him. I sent him an email and I like got on the phone and was like, I want to do what you're doing. Here's what I can offer. So I actually offered, I had no idea what I was doing back then, but what I did was like, you guys already have programs around marketing and sales. I, I have a writing background. And I was like, and at the time, this is what I'd been doing to try to figure out how to leverage this. I was actually reaching out to personal trainers online. I would go to their website and look at how crappy it was, like the writing <laughs> on it, right? I would sign up, I'd get an email from them. And I was like, okay, I'm not a sales copywriting expert, but I did actually go to college and got a writing and editing degree. So maybe I can use that. And so I would reach out to them and say, hey, is it okay if I just offer some suggestions? So I would do like an audit and I'd change some stuff for him. I'd write him a sales email, like a marketing email, give it to him and then get them to hire me to sort of go back and rewrite everything. So I went to these guys, Ryan and um, Jim Labadee was the other guy's name. And I said, how about you guys have the programs? How about I just throw this in? You guys add in what I have as like a bonus and then people can can learn about me through because i'm thinking how do i get my name out there i leverage their audience that they've already built and they get like a free service and now fast forward 20 years later we're still doing the same thing with like integration marketing where other people it's like hey i've got a program on xyz well for instance we have our podcast sales machine program where we teach people how to sell high ticket through a podcast. But I have some really smart friends who are excellent sales trainers, right? 
that are that's what they do that's their specialty i'm like why don't you record something and let me put that in here and then the next logical step will be once they start making more money and they get their investment back from from our program to come over and get you to train them even more on how to do get their sales tr- um, conversion rate up even higher and so it's it's like we've been doing the same thing for 20 years just it, the technology has changed and the ease of it has changed and the ability for almost anybody anywhere in the world, like you were mentioning earlier to do it has changed. So it's um, the principles there's core principles that have been around forever. Right. So it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. We're just finding new ways to leverage some of these tools and to be able to do like what you're saying to reach people. Like the other day I was doing a, um, I did last week, I did a two day, I called it an intensive hybrid workshop, but it was basically me just coming in and teaching for six hours a day, like with some workshopping in it, because I wanted to record that to leverage that later as part of my program. But it was amazing to look in the room and, you know, people were staying up all night. There's people from Australia, people from Africa, um, people from South America, from Canada, we started looking around. It was like, we're, we're covering all, you know, the continents in here. We're trying to at least, um, but it just blew me away. Cause I'm like, these people are actually, we're able to do this, right. We're able to reach people all over the world and change more people's lives by helping them than we could, you know, 20 years ago. Um, it was a little bit harder back then, obviously. Oh, absolutely. So. Well, and, and and the ability to collaborate and, and create impact, right? And so yes. even if you're collaborating with a power partner to to add a bonus, right? So, you know, one of the things that I focus on a lot of mindset things, but I don't teach people about money. And so collaborating with somebody that teaches people about money and, and takes money a, a step further than just the money mindset basics right Mm -hmm. and then and same thing with the physical side right you talked about the spiritual mental and the physical the physical is just as important i can help them with with mindset issues but but then if they're out of shape and and their bodies you know so there's another place where i can have a power partner that can add bonuses to to my programs and then of Mm -hmm. course those bonuses lead people into relationship with that power partner says man i really like that that short bonus you added on to robert's program I'd like to, you know, I'd like to learn more and, and do more with you directly. Absolutely. And of course you can do the reverse, right? They've got their program that, that they're selling and you tag on your mindset challenge or your, you know, podcast sales machine, boom, tag mm-hmm. that on there. And then people are connecting in both directions. It's that, that collaboration is, is so powerful that it, it just, it, it elevates everybody, right? It brings, yeah, brings everybody, you know, it grows everybody's businesses in, and it serves your clients at a higher level because you're providing them, not just your service, you're exposing them to three or four other services that, that are there to help them, right? These aren't bonuses that we're just throwing on just, you know, willy nilly. These are actual tools <laughs> right. that are powerful and helpful. And I think that's a challenge, right? A lot of people want to throw on, you know, just throw throw something on it and see what sticks but if yeah if you're just intentional about it and and create these relationships and think of it in in ways that you know how can we better serve our clients how can we add more value to to what we're already offering them that fits within you know our values and and uh, aligns with the things that that we're doing i think that's that's a really important characteristic 
Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, you're right. Some people think that, and we have this discussion often with our our clients that come through, and I'm like, you know, you don't need to just stuff your your program with more stuff, right? It's like that doesn't increase the value of it. That In just, fact, it decreases it because people get overwhelmed <laughs> and they quit. Exactly. It feels like it's work. It feels cluttered up and it creates confusion, right? So, um, yeah, I love that. That's 100%. Just being able to find... And I'm always looking for ways to, it's like, well, how can we add more value? Where, where can, who is doing something that I don't do that's really good at it. Right. And that, and that you said too, that has that sort of serve first mentality, right? You got to be in the, you got to collaborate with the right people. Um, because the last thing you want to do is bring the wrong people into your program because, you know, you become associated with them, right? Well, so, absolutely. So, so yeah. you got to be careful about that too. But I think that, I think what you hit on that's really important to me, the most important thing is, is it creates the win, 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 right? That third win, the win for the clients is what's huge. And if you can do that, then you don't ever have to worry about where your clients are going to come from because they get such a big win out of it that they want to go tell other people and refer people to you. And if you can create that, you know, my, when, and I love power partner too. I've never actually used that before, but, um, Michelle Abraham, who is, I would consider my power partner who has a podcast agency, you know, her, her superpowers. When we met, this was, it was funny because we were, I was just in a Facebook group and I answered some questions and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to sell. I wasn't doing any of the like sneaky sort of, you know, give value, but just a little bit, leave the breadcrumbs and move them. I was actually just helping somebody like give them a real answer. And she saw my answer, reached out to me. We connected. She's got a podcast agency. They've helped launch, I think over probably approaching like 350, 400 shows now. Nice. Um, and she reached out to me and we were talking about our stories and she was like, Oh my gosh. She was like, I have so many clients that are always asking me about growing their podcast and monetizing it. And that was sort of what my specialty was. And I'm like, well, I could help with that. And I was like, Oh, and I said, I get asked all the time. How do I launch a podcast? How do I do the man? I was like, I don't do any of that. Right. I'm, and I was like, that's perfect for you. So we sort of became power partners in a way. But the thing that I think that has made it work is that we both have the same sort of, serve first mentality where it's really about, you know, and we, we came up with that sort of term that we work with entrepreneurs with big positive messages and missions. So we started putting that out into the world and that's who we began to attract um, because we yeah. didn't, we wanted those type of people, right? We wanted the right people, the people that were heart centered and um, that, that had been through something and, overcome it and they feel like, okay, I've got this gift now and I want to go share it with others and help them overcome and change their lives. So it's given us that platform to be able to do that and to create bigger impact, right? Because I mean, imagine the impact when I look at what her and her agency have done with like if 400, 400 shows, if 390 of them are out there creating positive impact, imagine that, those ripples, right? So it's, it's really rewarding when you find the right people to work with and when you find the right purpose mm. and you're able to serve people the right way to start, you know, seeing the kind of things that they're doing really lights me up. Right. When I see the successes that my clients have and when I hear them read a testimonial 
from somebody that was like, I listened to this episode or I took your course or I worked with you. And this was the big, it changed my life forever. It's like, I had a little, it makes me, I don't, I don't sit there and like put up a trophy and say, I had a part of this, but it makes me feel good because I know it was a small part of me that helped sort of spark that next step. Um, so it's very rewarding that way. Well, and seeing the, seeing the value, right. It's, it's easy to celebrate value. And if they're adding value into the world based on the value that you added to them and that Michelle added to them and all that value adds up to, you know, the, the, the challenge for so many is they look at price. And if you're looking mm -hmm. at price, you don't understand market <laughs> because the price is irrelevant. It's all about mm -hmm. the value. And so if you know that the, the thing you're bringing to the world is adding value and then you're seeing other people express that value and, and increasing their value, you know, that's, that's definitely worthy of celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's some of, you know, some of the people that we work with, they struggle with that, right. <laughs> Where they're like, well, I'm just a trauma recovery coach. It's like, just. yeah, I know. And I'm like, what? It's like, you, <laughs> I was like, if I, if I teach somebody how to turn $10,000 into a hundred thousand dollars, that's great. Right. I can do that easily. I'm pretty confident in that. But if you do what you do and help somebody overcome decades of pain and struggle and trauma to now live a life of excitement, joy, purpose, whatever that looks like, that like that makes my offer look like it's like, you know, tiny, tiny, priceless. tiny compared to the it's, value that you yeah, offer. Priceless. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that's a big, you probably know this being in the mindset side of things. That's a big mindset thing around a lot of, a lot of the people that we work with that are either parenting coaches, relationship. I'm like, you guys don't realize you have the most valuable offers and services of everybody I know. I mean, I can, I can find people that can help you turn, you know, the make money side of things, right. The make money niches those are great and it's, it's valuable and it helps people. But what you all do like dwarfs that. Right. And it's, it's I just a mindset thing. Dennis, Dennis, you, you know, marketing side shares the emergency room analogy, right? When we go in the emergency room, we never ask how much does it cost? Can we negotiate mm -hmm. for the, <laughs> can we negotiate the price? Can we check your credentials? Can we check your history? Right. And, and if because a human life is worth more than whatever price the emergency room puts on it. Mm -hmm. And so they've got to think about their business and their podcast as as the emergency room. What is that problem that they're solving that people are coming to saying, diagnose me and help me and I'll pay mm -hmm. you whatever. Like, here's my credit card because I want this fixed. And if you can fix it, I will pay you whatever it costs. Yeah. That's so and valuable. Often and oftentimes, too, if you just had like get them to reflect on their story, reflect on your journey. How valuable is it, that, this thing that you've learned? And they're like, oh, it's priceless. It changed my life forever. It's like, there you go. <laughs> you just, you just yep. flipped. We just fixed that problem. Just remember that every time you're like going into that imposter syndrome, thinking that what you have to offer isn't quite valuable enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. It changed your life forever. It's going to change somebody else's too. So, um, so yeah. good. So let, let's talk. I mean, that, that kind of leads to, you, you mentioned a lot of character and authenticity kinds of things in that, you know, working with Michelle and then, and then who you're, who you're choosing to work with, you know, how important mm -hmm. is character, you know, when you're partnering, when you're, when you're working with clients, Oh, it's huge. You know, and I, 
I, I've been lucky, I guess, because I haven't, I, and I remember as a personal trainer, I had to fire a few people at some point, right. Firing clients just because it was not the right fit. And, um, you know, I don't I'll try, I try not to, as I've gotten older, I'm much better at this than I was in the past. And probably a lot of this has to do with the morning routine, right? The gratitude, the meditation, all these things have made it to the point where I can look at people a little bit more compassionately. Like this. Maybe, maybe they're not the right fit for me, that client or that partner, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person, right? right. It's just not the right fit. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's really important though, because you need to, you have to stay authentic to who you are. Otherwise, you know, you'll be miserable in your business and whatever it is, and you'll attract the wrong people. So I think just knowing first, I, th I think the most important thing to me that I've learned is to focus on self-leadership first, hmm. know who you are, work on you. And then everything else will fall into place, right? You'll, you'll attract the right people. You'll create the right situations. You'll respond the right way instead of reacting and getting angry and stressed, right? You won't, you won't, if, if something feels like it's going wrong, quote it for those listening, just say so got quotation marks up, right? <laughs> it's actually just a different perspective than what you thought it would be like. It's not necessarily wrong. It's just different and you're able to respond differently. So I think by focusing on yourself first, starting inward, then that will take care of the outward part, right? That'll attract the, the people with the right character. That'll attract the clients with the right character. Um, and everything else will work out and you'll be able to handle it when it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the five years ago, I was not a responder. I was a reactor all the time, probably. So, um, it's amazing once you sort of shift to that, that way of living and being able to be aware, right. Of how you're, like what's coming up and be able to respond to it in a smart, compassionate way, then it's, it changes things 100% on the outward side of things. Well, and, and, and I, I appreciate how you talk about attracting who you want, right? So it's knowing who you want. And, and mm -hmm. of course, in the beginning, we just want anyone with a credit card. And so you have to get <laughs> past, you have to get past that and understand the value <clears throat> of your niche and the value of working with the people that are right for you. And being okay mm -hmm. with working, you know, letting go of the people that aren't right for you because you'll be miserable working with them, right? The deal seekers, the, the freebie seekers and, and the ones that, you know, just want to take advantage of and, and get a discount and, and on and on and on. That's not to say it's not worth giving discounts to people, but there are people out there that they're, they're going to ask for a discount. They're going to ask for free, free help and <laughs> free support, and they're not going to do what you tell them to do. And then they're going to blame you for it not happening. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you absolutely. really want people that are committed and people that make a commitment, make a commitment with their credit card. Yeah. And I think you're right though. I mean, it's like, especially for people that are just starting, um, you know, I keep going back to the, like, I, I know I keep going back to the, you know, being a personal trainer, but that was like what I remember, like when I really go back to starting with something like that, where I was just like anybody that walked through the door, I was like, I, I want them for a client, right? Because <laughs> I, I was like, I have to pay the bills. I need to get clients. I need to get started. But then as you keep going, and I think the thing that I think if I would have known what I know now and what you just shared, even back then, it would have been easier 
to make more money and to be happy by not chasing every client and to be focused on exactly what it, who I want to serve. What does that look like? Um, and it became very evident through time by working with more people. So maybe it's a thing, it's a process too, that you have to go mm-hmm. through. But the funny thing is, is you mentioned this too, Robert, it's like the, the opposite of what you said, right? Then you get, then you meet the people where I just had this discussion the other day. I was like, there are some people that I just love working with. Cause I will like literally on a phone call, a zoom call, I'll give them like, just go do this thing fully expecting that they're not going to do it. Right. And then literally like a day or two later, I did what you said to do. And I got this X, Y, Z big result. Thank you. I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's like, I need more people like that. Right. That will actually, that, that are action takers that are committed to success that aren't going to just dabble and dip their toes in the water and, not just go all in. Right. So it's, it, it makes it much more enjoyable when you move into that sort of realm of working with those people, but it's a process. Um, and it's a process of knowing yourself too, right? Like you have to, well, that's know where it starts and, for sure. Yeah. And know yeah. your worth. Um, so, if you don't, so let's then talk about knowing, it. knowing yourself and knowing, knowing what's important. Uh, how important is play and fun in, in your business and world? <sighs> I would say it's very important, but do I actually do it? Do I focus as much on it as I need to be honest? No, not at all, but it's definitely, it needs to be for me. It needs to be fun. And I actually have a little sticky note over here that reminds me of that. Right. That's like, you know, make, make sure you're doing things that are easy, lucrative and fun. Like we were talking about earlier with Joe Polish's thing. Well, you mentioned your daughter, right? What do you love to do? With your daughter, with your wife, what do you love to do in your free time? Yeah, well, we're lucky we live at the beach. So we have the beach close by, right? We like to go hit the beach. We like to ride around in the Jeep with the top off. Um, my daughter, it's she likes to, you know, she's she's 11. So she's she loves video games. So I get to be a kid with her and act like a kid, which I that's like my favorite part, right? Because I can come from that keeps me grounded and keeps me in a space where I just sort of get lost in the flow. Um, but yeah, we love my daughter and I love going to, cause my wife is allergic to cats. So my daughter and I go to the rescue shelter and hang out with the cats. We'll, we'll nice. go and round up, we'll round up food and like stuff from around the neighborhood. We'll put a post on social media, go pick up all like blankets and food and things like, and take it to the, the no kill shelter. And then we, they have like, they let you come in and like play with the cats and hang out with them. So we do that. Um, she's an animal lover. So anything like that's fun. So just any time with them is always fun. It just takes me away. And if, th- but here's the big if, right? <laughs> As an entrepreneur, and I learned this from a parenting coach, um, one of my clients who just happens to have one of the top parenting podcasts out there in the world. Um, but she, I was asking her about this. I'm like, how do you go from the space that you're in where you're working, right? You're, you're doing your thing. Cause she works from home because of me, literally it's like I go out this door over here to my left and I'm out with my family. Right. And to me, a lot of times I take whatever's in this room out there with me, unless I'm intentional about it. But she actually gave me some advice Imagine this, like really crazy advice that we would never even think of in a hundred years. She's like, 
just stop 30 minutes, schedule a 30 minute window where you stop work. You sort of sit down, maybe you plan out the next day so that you get all those things off your mind. Maybe you pick up some sort of book. Maybe you write, maybe you do like a little bit of gratitude practice then, but do something in that 30 minute window. That's like a decompressed zone, right? Because then as soon as you walk out that door, you can leave everything in the office and enjoy your family. And I was like, that's amazing. Yep. For my daughter, I I remind my daughter that, you know, you need to, you need to help your son transition to bedtime and, and putting on pajamas is is a powerful transition tool, right? So take mm-hmm. the time to make the transition real rather than not having a schedule and not having a plan. And then he just goes from full on activity to, to you trying to tell him, Hey, you got to go to bed now. So I really love that. <laughs> I remember right? those days. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that transition tough, right? is so powerful. And so being able mm-hmm. to give yourself on the calendar, a transition time, to download what you're thinking about, download what's important. What do I need to make sure I do tomorrow and leave it in the office? That's, yeah. that's so powerful. All right, Evans, what's the big dream? Who the big dream um, for me. And okay. So I, I, I would share this. I just got, I had a, I have a coach. I just hired a new coach that I work with. Cause I think it's always important to find those people that are good at what we're striving to be good at right um so i went out and i think i through like divine intervention whatever you want to call it i created it myself i attracted it this was somebody i wanted to meet someone who i saw and i was like this is the person who's got the lifestyle i want and he's helping me create that big dream and for me the big dream isn't anything crazy like you know build this 10 billion dollar business or anything it's about freedom, family freedom. And this goes back almost all the way back to the beginning of what we were talking about, right? Starting with the freedom first, the big goal, the end result, the freedom to travel with my family, freedom to spend more time with them and focusing on that. That is like the big thing and then build around it. Love it. So, you know, he uses the analogy and, um, of like start with your castle then build the moat absolutely you know yep. and i was like i've been doing it wrong all these years you and <laughs> been... you and 98 of the rest of the world so <laughs> exactly so that's the big dream is like just get the freedom part built into the dna of my life and my business and focus on what's important first and then build the business around it so that's my entire direction from I would say moving forward is my big goal to do that. Love it. So Evans, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time and appreciate all the wisdom that you shared and, and uh, just uh, sure, sure. Appreciate you having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you having me too. And grateful for the opportunity to, to come on and talk and um, serve your audience. If you enjoyed the show, please like subscribe or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, 
Alex Berman and Robert discuss online marketing and how the agency model is broken. He is seeking to automate and outsource marketing. We talk about hiring professionals in other countries to do the work and how he and others are training and preparing an online workforce. He loves travel and building business collaborations around the world.